It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast as we talk real estate right around the UAE and we are available as always on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Hope your weekend was a fantastic one. Yes, time to get back into the grind. It is a Monday morning, the 15th day for January for 2024 as we talk Dubai real estate right around the UAE. Just a reminder to keep those emails coming through. If you are a new listener, jot this down. This is our email address, dubaipropertypodcast at gmail.com. Now, if there is something that you particularly would like to hear about from within the UAE when it comes to real estate, let us know and we'll get right onto it because we have been looking back across the 2023 year with some of our extremely busy interviews with our New Year podcast real estate series for the UAE. And one of the big things last year that we brought you was the Saturday morning property market update. Now, this has proved to be extremely popular. And thank you for some of the emails coming through and some of the questions for this, because we really do highlight some of the movements within various suburbs, like what is performing, what is not performing. And uh, (laughs) I can tell you there's nothing that's not performing. Where are the new emerging hotspots to to look at for investment? And we even follow the infrastructure, which is all pretty important when it comes to investing in the UAE. We even look at migration, of course. So we'll bring you in just a moment uh, some of those familiar voices from the Saturday morning property market update. And also Matthew Gregory is here, who has been a great contributor for last year. And we catch up with him from May of 2023 when he was looking for some real estate agents. So we will bring you all of that next. I definitely see a increase in the market with Chinese buyers. One or two popular areas where Chinese investors and buyers are coming and purchasing is Dubai Creek Harbour, as well as the villa community in Jumeirah Gulf Estate, which is, you know, a very luxurious villa community. You know what? To be completely fair, uh, I am not that surprised. There's more so volume coming to Dubai. So the Palm Jumeirah is usually for a certain clientele. And I think Dubai sells, let's just be honest, it's more affordable for a lot more people. Yes, there's a lot of, you know, expat teachers and things like this that are working here, have been working here for the last few years and are trying to get onto the ladder. And it's the same story every year. It's time to renew the rent and they're weighing up. Should I buy? Should I not? And of course, if they buy, they want to get in there before Christmas. They want to be settled. So now I just wonder just how much of the psychology here of a new developer, they've said, right, well, we're the new boys in town. We're the new ones on the corner. Let's just start building this thing and then let's evaluate when we could take it to market. No, absolutely. And and I think what uh, both Michael and, and obviously Ranak were saying, 
saying, when you don't have the history, when you don't have other units that buyers can actually go and visit to understand the, the quality of the building that you make, really, you're, you're left only to do this, build it first. Yeah, absolutely. So this time, I mean, last year, we were overtaken by New York, Hong Kong and London. But so far this year, we're overtaking all of them. Uh, we've got 277 sold uh, properties over the value of $10 million so far. And there's a report that global high net worth individuals are going to plan to spend $2.5 billion overall dollars, that is not Durham's, in Dubai property this year. Palm Jabalali is a good example. But if you go back into land a little bit further, you have Expo Valley, which is doing extremely well. You've got Dubai South. You've got all these communities popping up. I mean, a good example is Tel Gaff. You've got Damak Lagoons. They've all sold out. You know, people are wanting these villa communities. It's on the top of the list, in my opinion. And then after that, you just continue paying 1% every month till the project is handed over to you. After that, you have another 70, uh, because it's a 40% post handover payment plan. You pay that 40% again, 1% monthly, even after the handover. So once the property has been handed over to you, you can actually rent it out and you'll still be paying one 1%. And you say that that is across 40 months. Exactly. So it's 1% a month uh, and the rest 40% has to be paid after the handovers. From luxury villas to affordable apartments across every suburb in Dubai. Talking real estate with comprehensive insights. Have you missed one of our episodes? We have over 50 episodes of powerful real estate interviews, market analysis, predictions and trends. Whatever you are looking for, you'll find it right here. Well, as we know, Dubai offers a unique combination of factors including tax benefits, robust infrastructure, safety, which is a really big ticket item when people decide to move to Dubai. They just love the safety aspect. Of course, we've talked about the liquidity around the property market and Dubai is a very attractive destination for business because of the very supportive government and the way that the government interacts around new business opportunity. So we're going to talk all about that. We're catching up with Matt Gregory, who is the branch director at Better Homes. You were just telling me you got a number of seats empty, but you're looking for a few real estate people. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that, you know, the, the real estate market here, as you sort of alluded to, is still booming. And the opportunity for people to come and join a well-established team that we have here in Dubai Marina branch is very much there. And we're, you know, I'm always looking for, for good sales agents and, and leasing agents alike. So, you know, there is a, a great culture that we've set up here, a great opportunity to join a, a cracking team of really experienced people. But yeah, I think that, you know, me and everyone else that, that sort of manages teams here in the Dubai property market, certainly on the agency side, is, uh, is constantly recruiting in this booming market. Well, the actual recruitment process itself, I mean, it is actually a very important and a very nightmarish job for people to sort of wade through because of that very fact that the Dubai property market is growing at a rate that really just hasn't been seen before. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Q1 transactions is another record number. I think that you know, it, there's no holding back. Clearly, we had Ramadan in April, so it's always a little bit slower through that month. Um, but I'm pretty sure that as we go through this month and into the uh, and into the the summer months and the into September and Q4, you know, there's no holding back. Right? I think that developers are constantly now launching new things coming up all the time. You know, arguably sold out in some instances before it even gets to the market. So you know that just shows 
shows you the level of interest here in the Dubai property market. And talking of developers, I want to talk about the point because this is interesting because it's an entertainment destination on the palm and the restaurateurs, now they were offered notice, so there's something going on. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm glad you picked up on that. I mean, that is the sort of the talking point of the last week, really. So Nikhil have come in, they've they've given notice or served notice in quite a legal way to the, the restaurateurs and the, the, the outlets there on the point. Um, and we're all holding our breath, really, to see what it comes out with. I think the, the general opinion here is that they're likely to put some luxury, certainly living, you know, whether that's apartments, beachfront villas, but, you know, the Palm at the moment is a go-to destination. Lots of people want to move in there. You know, the, the price per square foot has gone up by 20 plus percent, I think 23% in the last 12 months alone. And they've just not got enough space. So, you know, Nikhil are maybe looking to to cash in on, on what is this uh, this crazy market that we're in at the moment, but I'm pretty sure it'll be well received from anybody looking to uh, establish themselves on the pub. Now, just from a restaurateur's point of view, I've got to feel a little bit for the restaurateurs, particularly, I mean, just setting up a restaurant itself, it's not easy when it comes to a fit-out. There would have been a lot of blood, sweat and tears for some of these businesses that suddenly they've been handed notice. Now, I think that that notice is like in 12 months' time, which does give them time to sort of come to grips with what's happening. But did this sort of come out of left of field I think so. I think that the uh, you know the way the market is at this moment in time, Nikhil is the the owner of the palm. You know, are looking to maximise the space that they have on the, on the island. Uh, you know, they launched Como project a couple of weeks ago. Again, you know, two beds starting at twenty two million dirhams. And from what I hear in the market, you know, that's all but sold out. The opportunity for them to now come in, redevelop a site uh, into what I'm pretty sure will be, you know, some residential living um, just means that, again, they're looking to to really maximize what is a really prestigious site here in Dubai and especially on the Palm. I mean, you're facing the Atlantis. Um, to the right, you've got the Royal Atlantis. I mean, you couldn't be any closer without being in it. So, you know, it's a fantastic destination to redevelop. But you're absolutely right. I think that, you know, when you look at fit outs, restaurants, the point itself, you know, there is a, there are people there that have put, you know, money into to being on the palm and to have that restaurant there. Now, you know, they have got 12 months in order to relocate their businesses. Dekeel are doing everything they can to help them. What that is, I'm not sure. But, you know, they have 20, 12 months in order to make sure that they are in a new destination um, where, again, they're able to benefit from what is the, the booming Dubai population at this moment in time. Yes, uh, booming Dubai, and we just mentioned a couple of days ago, of course, $24 billion worth of these transactions in the first quarter of 2023. Dubai has diversified its economy, focusing on sectors like tourism. We've got finance, logistics, and technology. And I just wanted to touch on this crypto-friendly environment, because not all countries are as crypto-friendly as the UAE. Dubai, very, very friendly. I have to say, I know absolutely nothing when it comes to crypto. What about you? Look, I think that my, my level of knowledge is pretty much on a par with you. 
clearly I read the news here. There are people setting up crypto businesses here in Dubai, like uh, Oasis is part of the Dubai landscape. And I think that from a legislative point of view, or certainly from a legal point of view, uh, you know, the Dubai government here, or certainly the UAE government, actually, to be more broad, is very keen to make sure Dubai is sort of forward thinking when it comes to crypto. And, you know, that's part and parcel of the nature of Dubai here, you know, from a technology perspective, as you said, financial, you know, it really crypto brings together those two sectors. So it would stand to reason that the UAE would want to make sure that they're putting the right laws in place, putting the right documentation in place to really attract those types of businesses to the UAE. As far as attraction and multinationals coming into Dubai, there's been a fairly big emphasis with the Ukraine war and the amount of Russians that have been pouring in. We have noticed, of course, the amount of Chinese that are now coming in. We talked about this a couple of days ago. What have you noticed in terms of being there in a real estate office and inquiries around the Chinese? Yeah, I think that we're yet to see the, the levels of individuals coming on the same as we did for Russians. I think that that will come. I think that we're really, if you look at China, it's only just starting to open up over the past four to five months. And I think that as we head through what will be the summer months, holiday months for the Chinese, you know, we should start to see more. Um, you know, I in particular am looking for Mandarin speakers to join our office in order to, to make sure that we have that covered. Because, you know, from what I understand in speaking to people, um, you know, Chinese people like to speak to people that speak their language. They like to use WeChat, for instance. And again, as Westerners, we don't have that as a so, you know, we're setting ourselves up for that influx. But at the moment, I think that, yes, we are seeing inquiries, but those level of inquiries are not what we saw, you know, a year or so ago um, on what was unfortunately the advent or the start of the Ukraine war. Well, here we are in May. Can you believe it? We are nearly in June. We've talked about the market being hot. We know that the FOMO part of the market is there. It is hard to think where we're going to be in this next quarter, but it's probably an exciting time for you, I would imagine, with your team going into that new position there with better homes and uh, hoping that the next three months are cooking just as well as the first first uh, three months of this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know when I speak to the team here in the office, you know, there's a lot of positivity around where we're looking to go to. Uh, you know, lots of reservations, both big and small. And I think the opportunity for for anybody in the Dubai property market at this moment in time is only a positive one. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, on the Dubai Property Podcast. And has anything surprised you in the first three months of 2023? I think it's quite surprising how, how the positive traction is still here. You still see double digit increases in the number of transactions in Dubai. We're in this contagion stage of the market where the developers just keep putting the prices up and I wonder if that is actually the best thing for the market. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about that to be honest with you. They, they definitely come back to the market place at much, much higher figures. I worry when the actual investors bulk at the price. And what are the factors driving the outlook for the prime property market in Dubai? So there's there's a couple of things. One is this insatiable demand from international ultra high net worth individuals who are looking for second homes in Dubai. 
so much has changed since 2018. So what's the standout feature for you, do you think? When they talk about Middle East, Dubai has a change, not just for the good of Dubai itself, but Dubai have a change for the good of the entire Middle East. I think that Dubai become an example for many things. Technology, during the COVID, everybody are welcome in Dubai. We present the best real estate information across the UAE, the Dubai Property Podcast.